I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wedding Session. I am Trina. And I am Kelly. <laughs> and we decided to do something a little bit different for you. It is a Saturday night and Kelly and I just kind of felt that this would be a fun idea and we're hoping that you might learn something from it as well as us. <laughs> <laughs> as well as us. <laughs> yes. So we decided, well, <laughs> it's funny. When I Google questions to ask a wedding planner, a ton of articles come up and I could see that being very overwhelming for a bride or groom that is looking for a wedding planner and going into the initial consult with all of this information, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I think will be kind of funny if we roll through the questions and give our opinion on it. Yes. <laughs> Well, I so, find it interesting too because we're actually getting quite a few inquiries for for yeah. year and actually for next year as well for 2022. But um, as I'm looking at just the first two questions, uh, I'm realizing that there is some information that's out there that um, I think we need to help streamline for you guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, streamline's a good word because basically we're we're talking from the beginning stages, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, you guys are engaged. What do you do? Okay, we should hire a wedding planner. Great choice. We already applaud mm -hmm. you for this. <laughs> Now, how do you go about it? Well, exactly. if I was a bride and I didn't have any experience with wedding planning, I would Google what to ask a wedding planner. And mm -hmm. I believe here is where it gets tricky, a bit lost. Tricky, a great word. We have decided to choose the first one that popped up, which is the knot and questions to ask a wedding planner. And there are 22 questions. And that's a lot of questions. So A lot of questions to ask. And I don't know. I think I don't know if those all these questions are going to be asked in a typical consult or if Correct. it's the leading up to the consult, or like what's going on. So join us on this adventure <laughs> as we try and kind of break down, you know, the reality of some of these questions, if they're actually really, really important. I think sometimes some of these websites and even Pinterest as well is notorious for just bombarding you with like all these things you need to know. And you're like, you literally do not need to know what pen I'm using for this consult. <laughs> like <laughs> shit like that. So like, that does not, that's not going to help me make your day better like you know correct there are some questions I think that are really really important and I think we're gonna hopefully hopefully they get addressed in these 22 questions um <laughs> but if not we will follow up with some of the questions that are actually really really important when well I think some of the questions I can see what are some better alternatives and I think we'll suggest it as we go through each yes, one that might exactly. be a better idea to ask for sure I so let's start with the first one are you available on my wedding date that's actually a pretty valid question. It's a legitimate question. Yeah. And I believe that has to be done in the start, the email conversation, mm -hmm. which most of wedding sites say, what are your names? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your wedding date? Because immediately we can say, no, we're booked or we have a space or we'll make yes. it work kind of thing. Yes, or exactly. if you don't have a wedding date, but 
you get to the consultation, really like each other, oftentimes we try to find a date that fits. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Number two, can you work within our budget? Also, I mean, hmm, a valid question because it's a valid question. It's a valid question because we all live on a budget because hello Mm -hmm. world. This is the way we live. Um, Mm -hmm. I get that. Um, I However, think the challenge um, is you don't, this is your first wedding you're planning. You don't really know what everything costs. So if you say to us, all, yes. okay, I want to have a 200 person wedding. I want to fully plate a dinner and I want it at a really expensive venue, but my budget is $10,000. It's like, honey, you can't even have a McDonald's wedding for $10,000 with that many right, people. So. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, and I think the other thing too, to remember is that I think you, like we've always said, you get what you pay for. So if you are working within a super, super tight budget, if you were to say like my budget is $250 for a wedding planner, the average, because <laughs> in comparison, in comparison, in comparison, because the average, I would say the average wedding planner in Vancouver is around starting $1,800. Yes, that's a pretty good you're gonna, number. Right? You're going to have like, I think that's kind of like the standard-ish more or less. And you're going to have some people that are going to be above that. You'll have some people that are slightly below that. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that the people that are like slightly below that are are less caliber. Like they're probably really, really amazing. But when you say that you're like, my budget is $250 and that might seem like a lot of money because you're just assuming that it's just the day of, we're doing so much more work than just us showing up on the day with a clipboard. <laughs> Correct. We do a lot of work. So budget is a good question to ask because yes, if you are working with one, I think it's good to know, but also mm-hmm. understand you're going to want to get a few different ideas of what wedding planners cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe a better question to frame is, can you work, uh, maybe it's what are the expectations for this price point? And mm-hmm. we can list out items that you're going to get with package A, B, or C, however that may look. So that is a better way to frame it. Mm-hmm. But if you do have a small budget in the beginning, then I'd say you release that information immediately before the consultation even starts. Mm-hmm. I will say sometimes we don't give up our prices immediately because we like to meet with the person. If you say like, well, my budget's 250, we'll say we're not the person for you. But if you say my budget's closer to this and we go, okay, well maybe, maybe we can make Let's, something work here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause we don't want to be on two different islands saying the same thing. Yeah. But not. Right. We also don't want to break any hearts either. We don't want to, I mean, Hopefully you've listened to us a little bit so you kind of know how cool and fun we are. But also we don't want to sell you this really, really amazing idea and all these services and all the things that we can do. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can afford a penny. (laughs) Oh, wow. This kind of, it was so lovely to meet you. And it's like, oh my gosh, is this like, you don't want to to waste people's time in in both directions either. So you just kind of want to set the tone a little bit. So it is a good question to ask, I think, because it, it kind of yeah. leads you to, and you kind of touch on this a little bit, Tarina. What mm-hmm. sort of services do you offer? Well, this is point three. Question point three. Point three. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, like what sort of services do you offer? So is it a month of coordination? Do you do full service planning? Do you do, like they've got on here, a la carte planning as well, which I think is supposed to be, I don't I'm know. What sure. that's a, I don't know, I don't that's know what reference. that means. <laughs> I don't know what that's in reference to, a la carte, because you don't just pick and choose when it comes to planning. It's you know, I know a lot of planners don't necessarily do, or they, they've reworded it that it's not the day of coordination because that's a bit of a misnomer because usually ends up being a lot of behind the scenes or at least, at least like eight odd, eight to 10 weeks of work that does lead up to it. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I see what a la carte services is. It's not something we would do. 
but okay. it is something <laughs> that I think can be added to your wedding package or I believe it's like a cheater way of getting a wedding planner for maybe an hour of her, her, his time and oh. then going with the one. Sort it's of. like a day of, it's like a day of planner. Basically. But not necessarily like it's saying maybe um, help build the timeline, but that's the service. You've ended it, right? You've, you sat with them for three hours, oh. you push them all together and then you're like, okay, you can hand it off to your very organized friend, which we hear. Uh, <laughs> all the time. Yes. Uh, but then there's another website that says it's an add-on. So assembling wedding favors for transportation. Oh, we would do that. Um, rehearsal dinner planning. That's a great one. We wouldn't necessarily do that, but if you would need help, it would be an a la carte service added on and additional mm, fee. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Okay. That yes. I can get behind. Mostly so because, it, part. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I learned something new today. Um, yeah. yeah. The other one of the doing us doing the timeline and giving it to someone else, it uh, doesn't totally work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I'll tell you that flat out. <laughs> In this article, it says if you're super organized and have time to follow up. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter if you're super organized. We hear that no. word all the time. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. No, see, honestly, like the timeline, and we always talk about this all the time, the timeline for us is such an important tool because it helps us, obviously it helps us plan out the day, helps us fill in the gaps, but it helps us just to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. And our brains work differently than your super organized friend that may have like a day job. Good for her. Amazing. But yeah. she does not think the way a planner thinks necessarily, and she doesn't understand how our systems work. So it wouldn't make sense for an a la carte planning of us to create a timeline and pass yeah. it off to someone else because they'll be like, I don't understand. I don't understand what I'm doing. Who are these things? What are these? What are these? <laughs> these initials? What are these initials? <laughs> if you see a wedding planning service that is only offering month of or day of coordination and nothing else, I yeah. will say that's a key to showing they're a bit new to the industry. It is super okay. rare that a wedding planner can't do all of it. Right. Yeah, and I think that's how we started out. And that might be your path that you want. You might get someone for a lower price range, but just bear in mind when you see that it's usually because they haven't done very many. <laughs> yes. They're new, in, which is fine. You know, everybody's take somewhere, a chance. Right? Mm-hmm. Take a chance on me, Abba. Go for it. Take a chance. Take a chance. I just yep. watched that office episode, but regardless, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're on question four of 22, Tarina. Holy yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. No, no time. Um, no how time. many meetings will we have? And how will we be involved? This is not a bad question. Now, I think it links back to the type of service you select. I, yeah, us, I agree. Yeah, we call month of, we call it two-month takeover. It's because we re- realistically won't really have meetings with you until eight weeks prior to your wedding. That's why we have that, that term there. It's, mm-hmm. That's when we really mm-hmm. start working with you. Versus partial and full, you get more hours and more meetings. We yeah. don't know that tangible number. Well, right. I, I think it comes down to just the expectation. So when you're telling, you know, part of the service, whether it's month of full service, whatever that looks like, you're going to discuss how many meetings you're going to have anyways. That's just managing the expectation. Like this is what, what our service is. This is what it costs. And this is what's included in it. So it's a little bit of, we're kind of overlapping a little because it kind of goes to the next question. Number five, do well, you handle? Well, the- um, I just read the sentence and I think the mm-hmm. sentence below it explains a question that you should ask instead, which is. This is when you should get an outline of the wedding planning process should look like. So you should phrase your question saying, what will the wedding planning process look like? Because that makes more sense to me to explain. First, we'll start here. Then we'll go here. So so you're not asking for tangible meetings, but we're setting the tone and the expectation from the start. Exactly. That's a better question. I think that's a good one for sure. So then that leads to question number five is, do you handle professional services, contracts, and payment processing? 
which as I read this paragraph, I think it's in relation to how the planner runs their business and the expectation of how do you accept payment? How, what is the, the denomination of the payment? Is it a 50%? Is it 25? Is it 35%? You know, when are the final payments due? How do contracts work? Getting a contract from your vent, from all of your vendors, not just your wedding planner is so important because it obviously protects the vendor, but it protects you as well. The client, if, especially with what's going on in the world right now, you want to make sure that you're reading through that contract because there might be things in there that are like, oh, you know what? I'm not really okay with this. Or you know what? Okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, that protects me. Okay, I get that. I get that. It also explains a little bit what their what the vendor's process is. So we always talk about the, the deposit when you put down. In mm-hmm. that contract, it's going to say it's non-refundable. And it may explain why it's non-refundable. But again, that's to help to kind of protect the, the vendor from, from because they've, they'll have provided a little bit of legwork in the process of booking you and they'll probably provide a little more, you know, they'll be providing you with a service. So it's things like that. They're good questions to ask, but I think as I'm reading these questions, they're so broken out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are all, this is one of the same question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm reading the paragraph and it's also stating that how do you handle professional services as if we would perhaps select your photographer, you would pay us and we would pay the photographer. So mm-hmm. it's good to assess that in the beginning because not many people do that. But if you think about Newlands, that mm-hmm. they do that, right? That's how their contracts yeah. work. Yeah, they provide everybody. And the benefit of going to have your wedding there, which a lot of people like, is it's a one and done deal. They do yes. everything for you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Helpful. Mm-hmm. It's so it's yeah. So I mean, there's a little bit of variety within each category. So there's, you know, with your decor, with your photographer, with your DJ, with all that sort of stuff, but everything exists there. So all you have to do is be like, I like A or I like B. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's yes. Great. Yeah. Not for everybody, so, but totally for everybody, because usually there's four brides there a week, a, a day on weekends. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they pump out what twelve weddings a weekend or they, something. They're very, they're a high volume for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. must be doing something right. Exactly. They're doing something right. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's move into question six: Is can you that, walk us yeah. through the process of selecting other vendors, and how would we be involved? So, I mean, that I mean, kind of goes in the start. I'll let you take it because I just think of it in comparison to kind of how how we do our stuff, and with with the way we work is when we're helping our clients find their vendors, I mean, we're providing the, we're streamlining that process for the client. So we're going to provide them with a few different uh, um, options within each category. So a photographer, here's three different photographers to have a look through. So for us, we're just trying to streamline the experience and the process for you. When I'm looking at this, you know, they talk about, (laughs) yeah. Did you read the last line? So it says during the meeting, Jot down some names of professionals they prefer to work with so you can do your own research. We don't give out those names till deposit's been set because <laughs> that is our, that's well, our knowledge and our vendors, right? How well, like, it's no, our tr- that, you pay for it, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing is that's our curated, that is our curated list of professionals and people that we trust and we work with. And we are absolutely <laughs> 100% more than happy to share their names with you because we trust them, we believe in them, and we know that whoever you decide, you're going to have an amazing experience. However, we have been in the industry for quite a while and we've had to work to build these relationships. We personally don't like take a cut or anything because like 
you know, some of our DJs, for example, they're really awesome. I don't need to take money from them because I trust them. They're amazing and they deserve full price. Like that's just kind of how it is. So we, that's not kind of what we do. Others do. And that's their policy and that is fine. And there's no judgment at all. Um, but if you're in the middle, if you're in like the initial consult, I'm not going to sit here and rhyme off seven different DJs that you should be checking out when oh, you have no. even secu- hard. Cause, because here's the thing is that first of all, are they available? Do they offer the right service for you? There's so many different variables, right? So it's funny that they say that because in a, in a true consult, you're probably not going to get that info. You tricky, tricky little clients, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tricksy, tricksy. Yeah. So number seven, I think is obviously kind of the purpose of why we're there. Are you yeah. willing to step in as our advocate, conveying our visions and desires to pros when we can't? Yes. 110,000%. Yes. I think if this answer is no, that's not good. That's a, that's a red flag, guys. That's a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. The reason our lowest service offered is eight, like two month takeover, eight weeks is because it gives us the opportunity to talk to your vendors properly to establish the vision is correct based on your choices. You might've communicated exactly. with their vendors multiple times over the year of planning, but when we get in there, we usually discover a few miscommunicated items and that's because we're standing up for you, our client. We want you to have the best experience, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And especially with what's going on right now too. Mm-hmm. So our next point is, will you handle the invitations from wording to ordering uh, to the addressing and mailing? What about guest list coordination and RSVPs? That's a lot of questions for a one item. <laughs> it's a bit, that's a bit of a heavy handed question. Okay. So I I, that to the professionals, I think we connect them with our people wow. and they word the invitation because they've seen it a bajillion times. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it also depends too a little bit on the level of service that you've you've hired your planner or you're looking to hire your planner. If they're just going to help you, the basic you know two month planning or like you know kind of like the first tier where it's not full service, then they might provide you with a little bit of guidance and they're going to put you in the direction of the vendors who can assist you, like your stationary artist or something like that. But I think it's a little. I mean, yes, we can provide you with some help. But it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a personal choice too. And the world of Pinterest and Google, there's so many options, but we would, there's two graphic designers that we work with. I think Mm -hmm. we would let them choose what you you get to select from. So that's how I would. For sure. Yeah. And they're going to help you with the wording. They're going to be the ones to help you. It says ordering, wording and ordering to the addressing and mailing. It depends on how what level of service you've, rec- you've, you've hired uh, for, I think the answer is, is can be yes. Um, but there's some things that I think people also forget too, that are kind of part of the fun of planning. Like, right. Yes. Part of the fun, you know, is, is once you get your invitations is actually like putting the addresses on and mailing them. Like I know it's, it's a bit cumbersome, but like if you have your maid of honor, come over and you have a bottle of wine, <laughs> make sure the stamps are straight and just check it in the mail. Like yeah, it's kind of part of the have, fun. Um some really fun clients that really want some cool stationery. So we mm-hmm. send them to our friends at Paper Poet and they get to touch and feel all the invitations and they yeah. get to pair stuff together and, and create this kind of custom order. And, and yeah, we can get you there and we can help you make some choices, but yeah. ultimately it's your decision. And same for with sure. guest list coordination and RSVP. I think that is something we leave to you because we don't know your guests and they don't necessarily need to know us until the day of the event. Exactly. It's your yeah. choice, right? We don't know if who's dating this and <laughs> what. 
Auntie's oh, got them. Yeah. Whatever. That's more of, of a you role. If you need help with templates and putting all this information mm-hmm. in, for sure we can help you with that. Yes. But the rest is yes. mostly up to you. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more about being able to provide kind of like the template or the, like the skeleton, kind of what you just said. Now we have one bride that has some incredibly unique family dynamics to the point where she's like, uh, you need to come over and help me yes. figure out where I'm putting people because um, it's really, really tricky. And and uh, being part of why you're hiring us, hiring planners as well is, is also for that emotional support and assistance. It's a little bit on you and your fiance to map all that sort of stuff out. But if you ever need help, reach out. That's why we're here. And the next one, is do you handle rentals? Will you coordinate delivery, arrival, and setup times with the photographer, the florist, the musicians, and the caterer, banquet manager? I read two questions here. I think you do too. I do. So yes. maybe that's because of our our offsite catering brains. It's not a bad question because we get that a lot. And we, I'll, yes. I'll let you explain what we're talking about, and then I have a story for it. <laughs> do you handle rentals when you're thinking of offsite catering? So when we when we say that, we're like, okay, you've decided to pick a venue and it literally has a roof and four walls. You need to bring (laughs) everything in. You're basically like, we say this all the time. You're creating a restaurant in the middle of a forest. Mm -hmm. You, you're, you have to bring it all in. We can assist you with getting those rentals. If your caterer is not able to help you, Mm -hmm. if your caterer isn't able to help you, it's a bit of a red flag. That's fine. Um, (laughs) So part number one, part number one, yes, we can help you handle those rentals. We can help facilitate that. We can we can literally place the order for you if you want, or we can help give the information to your caterer who can manage that. Question number two. Well, I have a I have an add-on to the rentals. Now okay. I believe we are one of the only, if not the only, wedding planners that mm-hmm. have the ability to to do this because we were in catering as a start off point. It's true. It's and true. We did it multiple times on big events. Mm-hmm. And learn the ins and outs of ordering rentals for a plate for any kind of meal and staffing required. And exactly. I think it's very rare to have that background. That is true. We have a very good understanding <laughs> of yes. what that means. Yeah. Be- and I did an event and she was an event and a wedding planner and she said, Okay, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the rental orders. And I thought, great, you know, she'll get all the right things. And it wasn't until two days before that I looked at the rentals. And realized just how incorrect it was. Oh, no. Not because of she didn't know what to order. It was because she didn't have the experience. For example, uh, it was a 150-person plated dinner. She ordered 150 forks, which to oh, us yeah. is, a, is a no-no because there is no way that a fork isn't going to drop. It needs to be used in the kitchen. One gets dirty and a guest needs to replace mm-hmm. it. It's just not the way it works. Yes. And then she also ordered coffee urns, but our catering team provided the coffee urn. So right. we, so, so that was exactly. a learning curve for me that not all wedding and event planners have the experience that we do ordering rentals. And it is a good question to ask your planner if it's and something you need. Partly why I was suggesting that, yes, we can assist you with the rentals or your wedding planner can, can help you facilitate that. But you really want to be putting that onto the, into, onto the onus of the catering, you know, your, your caterers, because just like what you just said in your story, they know what they're bringing and so you want to make sure that you are matching the items that need to be brought, but you're not overlapping items either. Because the last thing you want is to be bringing 25 coffee urns when you only need two of them. And they brought some and you brought some. And guess what? You got charged for all the rentals. So exactly. it's also about making sure that you're not overlapping on your costs as well. Question two, will you coordinate delivery, arrival, and setup times with photographer, florist, music, musicians, et cetera, et cetera? Of course. Yes. That is literally our job. 
That is literally the job of a wedding planner (laughs) is to help facilitate the logistics of your fucking wedding. So if they say, Corey, I don't do this. You need to run in the other direction. You leave that car. You leave that Starbucks. You go. You just go. (laughs) (laughs) You just leave. Just stand up and walk out. This should be question one because that's literally our job. Absolutely. Bit of a silly question, but I guess if you feel like you have to ask that question, then then I guess that's a bit of a red flag unto itself. Because at this point, we're at question nine. This should have been addressed in like question uh, question three of like what services do you offer? Okay. Absolutely. The timeline is an crazy important detail to planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. For example, there is a venue that we work at here and it only has one elevator. So if you order the flowers and all the chairs and tables at the same time you're fucking hooped you're hooped (laughs) no you know you know what you have to do is you have to walk them up the stairs and there are four flights of stairs well there's four flights in a big circle so you're it's like it's leg day let's just put it that way i know exactly which one it is Oh, it's the worst. Because I've had to, I've had to do it a couple times, and yes. uh, yeah, the ha- the hammies are sore on day two. <laughs> oh my god, you just you, you get it done in the moment. But the fact that we know that challenge is just that's how you base the timeline. Okay, the elevator exactly. is going to be used from ten to ten thirty. The flowers are yep. going to go up ten thirty to eleven. Right, that's our job and the pickup yes. because there's often pickups that have to be done because mm-hmm. the menu is being used the next day as a restaurant, hotel. A farm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's our job to make the arrangements that are all those items off site. Are you leaving some in the garage? How does that look? Of course, we're going to help you with that. Yes. Number 10. How many people on your staff will be at the wedding? And I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we have an answer. No. But- uh, here's, a, here's the thing. For, for us, we're going to keep comparing it to us. Always, always two planners on the day. You're always going to have a lead. You're going to have an assistant, regardless of what's going on. So there's your question. Now, the, it kind of goes into detail. Find out how many assistants, coordinators, and event stylists your planner will be bringing on the day. So we don't know until we break down your decor. If you want, if you want hanging lights with wild flowers growing out of them, okay, we need ten people, and you need it set up in an hour. We need twenty people. But yeah. if you're giving us centerpieces on the table and some zhuzhing, okay, we need. We can we can manage that. Like that's that's okay. So. Now, in the era of COVID, this is a very interesting question because especially in BC, for example, we are currently in our our current mandate, I guess, if you will. Um, We call it a PHO and I can't even think of the whole name right now because it's almost (laughs) nine o'clock and I'm tired. (laughs) Public Public health order. order. Thank you. Public (laughs) health order. BC, for example, is limited to only 10. um, There's only 10 people allowed for a wedding, including the efficient event planner, like your event coordinators are not included in that 10, but we are working with a very, very, very small window of people that can be present during the ceremony. So in this question today and February, whatever we are, 2021, it is a valid question to ask because too many people on your day for such a tight, tight, like small, small ceremony means that a sister or a brother or a Mm -hmm. parent is not present at your ceremony. So it is a valid question to ask. Um, but I think that in relation to the rest of the world and the, you know, whenever it's, when we're not in COVID, I mean, you're not going to have an entourage. If you have an entourage, you're doing it wrong. How about that? (laughs) Legit. Um, a photographer friend of ours told us that a wedding planner he worked with had five people on and he's like, it was very safe, but I don't understand why there was five people. (laughs) Why? That's too many people. 
That's too many people. So many. Two, you know what? At one point we had three on weddings and the only reason we had three is because I was too pregnant to keep up. That's yes. why. So right. it was you and I. So they I, were your legs. They were basically like your legs. The legs. Yeah. Um, we called her Trina's bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, she prefers Aaron, but whatever. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I just need a name tag. Tarina's bitch. Just That's do this. So awesome. do that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh well, my gosh. Okay. Uh, number 11. Number 11. Can you create a timeline that tells everyone involved in the planning process, other pros, members of the wedding party, to be weds and families, what to do and when to do it? How will you make sure everyone sticks to that schedule? This is so a here's loaded the thing. question. Very loaded. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> at first blush, I'm not your babysitter. However... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And the reason why I say that I is because I had you. a, let me Shower. tell you a story. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> when I was working in catering, I had a very, very detailed type A crazy anal wedding planner. Give me the timeline for everybody. And it was color coded in eight font. Okay. I needed a magnifying glass to read this shit. It was absolutely ridiculous. And it was so detailed to the point where at seven Oh three, the bride was getting in the shower. That is, that is too much. That's just yeah, it's what too, if she needs to poop at 704? You can't stop that. Right? Oh my god, what if she slept into 705? Like, is she late already? Like, come on, like allow for a little bit of grace here, folks. The timeline that we're gonna create is gonna be very for for us, the timeline we create is vendor focused. However, we are allowing we are gonna be working with you to make sure that people are where they need to be when they need to be there, dressed in the way they're supposed to be. Are we building it into our like overall timeline? Probably not because that's the timeline we're going to send out to our vendors. The photographer or the, the DJ does not need to know that the groom is still pantless at 11.45 a.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, we do include certain elements of your family and bridal party mm-hmm. when it comes to your photos and very, yes. very little. So, for example, the sunset here, obviously the sunset everywhere, you have to realize the time of year that you're getting married. So the sun could be gone at four or the sun could be gone at nine. So we often like to have natural light for your photos. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that means doing your family photos when the sun has been gone and your bridal portraits and your bridal party photos are outside or vice versa, whatever that may look like. So that's when we assign like your family is going to be here at this time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can tell them yourself and we will be there to help guide it. Right. Exactly. Now, Mm -hmm. another thing to add on to this just before we go to the next the next question is like we mentioned earlier, the vendors that we're going to be suggesting to you are professionals and we trust in their process. So for example, hair and makeup, we allocate a certain window of time that the hair and makeup artist is going to be working on the ladies. We're not going to actually break out the each individual moments because we don't necessarily need to know that necessarily. Um, but you guys, you ladies will need to know your bridal party would need to know. Um, but they're going to be working with you directly to make sure that people are where they need to be. So if it's like, ladies, we need to be at my house at 8am because we're going to start doing hair and makeup. Everyone show up so we can do some breakfast, maybe some mimosas, whatever we want to do. And then we're all ready to go by like 12 o'clock or something. So that's a nice four hour gap, four hour window where you're getting all the girls done in one go. But that is a valid um, point because on our timeline, we say makeup between 7 and 11. That's yes. the window. And that's mm-hmm. on our timeline. But you can certainly ask your makeup artist for a timeline because they will give you one. Exactly. They're going to say, you know, artist one, artist two is going to be working on girl one, girl two, bride, whatever. So if you have right. people that can't make 7 a.m. or people like me that are always late, we're going to put Trina at the end because that's a smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? And same with and same with your photographer too. So your photographer is gonna, you know, maybe they're gonna have a start time, and maybe they start with the guys first, you know. So it's like, boys, I need you guys up at ten o'clock and have a responsible adult with them, so you know they're up at ten o'clock. And I'm like, I need you kitted up by eleven thirty. The photographer's showing up at eleven thirty, so that you can kind of get some of the de- fun detailed shots of the guys getting ready, whatever. You know what I mean? So so again, the photographer is gonna be providing their own version of what they're timeline is going to be because they have promises that they've made for you to you as a as a couple mm-hmm. and they want to make sure they're executing that we're going to help to make sure that it gets done and if they call us and be like hey we're a little bit behind then if we need to step in and help you you know move faster then we certainly will but there is a we want you to enjoy your day and yes. a lot of it's planned like to the to the minute that mm-hmm. you almost want to have a little bit of grace a little bit of like i just want to sit for a second <laughs> My feet are sore or I'm thirsty. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. I'm whatever, you know? So yeah. And of course we will match the timeline with your (laughs) other vendors because we need to check and make sure that it makes sense to them. For example, Mm -hmm. if uh, we say, okay, there's photos going to be done here. They say, actually, they wanted a photo across town. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to accommodate travel time. We didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Number 12. This next one's a good one. Yeah. What happens if you're sick or otherwise unable to be there on the day of our wedding? So oddly enough, this is actually in our contract because we heard some horror stories that it happened. So the benefit of having us two is that there's two of us. So if one is unable to perform the wedding, the other one can do it. A great example is October 5th, which Kelly (laughs) will remember. 2019 will forever be seared in my memory. Because I was pregnant and my water broke three weeks early, and I texted her being like, my water broke, and she's like, what? And I'm like, uh, I, I thought we talked to the doctor, and they said this was not going to happen, and lo, here we are. Highly unlikely, and they were so wrong. So we so, talked so wrong. And, but you know what? Kelly pulled off two weddings. I'm just saying. One day. I'm just saying. <laughs> we made it work. And- but here's, but here's the, the reason why we tell this story is because you have booked with us or you have booked with your planner and you are putting your faith in them. And much like the story about the kitchen that we are always referencing every episode for some reason now, shit's going on in the kitchen and you have no idea and you don't know that, you know, it's on fire, whatever's going on. As far as you're concerned, everything in front of the house, at the front of the house of a restaurant, it looks amazing. Everything is clean. Everything is beautiful. It's running smoothly. Your food tastes phenomenal. Everybody looks beautiful. It's great. And that's really what's going on with this. If you are sick as a wedding planner, it is your job to make sure that you either find someone else or maybe you pass it on to another planner. It's okay if you're like, hey, I, I'm a, I'm a solo, I'm a lone wolf wedding planner. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other associates with me or that are available. Then you're like, okay, then I'm going to talk to another company and be like, hey guys, I'm in the weeds. I really need help. I will, I will pay you out of pocket. Please help me make sure that this wedding runs smoothly. And that's, that's, that's your job. Yeah, because the Sorry. last thing you like, might be stressing out about is that your planner is unavailable or not yeah. answering the phone or yes. sick. Like it happens. It, like mine is a great example. I couldn't stop the labor from happening. But with a few hold your, texts, hold your legs together, Tarina. For this. Right? With a few texts and a few calls, we made it happen. But that was our role. We weren't going to put this stress and honus on the couple. The couple, so no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. we were very honest with them, and they we were. we were honest with them from the beginning too. So we said, like, hey, listen, uh, Tarina's pregnant. She spoke with her doctor. Everything seems to be okay. 
but this is this is what's up. So I mean, mm-hmm. they kind of also understood that it was a, a very, very, very remote chance. But we were honest with them. We figured we we right. came up with a solution. Everything was figured out, and we told them, "We're like, listen, this is what's going on. We've already got it figured out. You don't have to worry about a thing. Everything's moving ahead, and it's going to be amazing. So don't worry about it. But just so you know, why Tarina's not going to be there? <laughs> it's going to be Kelly instead. Surprise! Exactly, and it's really worked. Yes. Yeah. Um, this next part of it is probably going to be my favorite thing to answer because they're all so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> planner experience is the header. So the okay. question is, how many weddings have you planned? And the answer is, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> okay, so I, I try to. That I am very, very tired in August for some reason of doing a wedding or two every weekend. Yes, mm-hmm. that should be good enough. Right. So here's, I never like to tell people how many weddings I de- I've done. I usually like you to tell people number? how many, how many years I've been doing this. And to yeah. say that I've been doing weddings since 2010 should mm-hmm. be enough of an indication of how many weddings I've done. I think I'm in like the 500 range, to be honest, because yeah. when I think about how many weddings I've done and mm-hmm. some of the, like through the Butler, when I was with working with Lisa, when I was working on my own through Halcyon, when I was working, you know, working with say events, like I've done done a lot of weddings, <laughs> done a lot of weddings in a lot of capacities. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I do like 50 weddings a year times 10 years, pff, I don't know, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I've done It's a lot. A lot. Yes. Uh, probably not since 2010, but I've done versions of it. But right. it's saying yeah. it's great also if they've planned parties or corporate events. But it's a rem- important to remember that those celebrations aren't the same as nuptials, which I kind of get. I agree. I agree with yeah. that statement because a wedding is not the same as a corporate dinner. 100%. That's very true. Yes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I would ask how many years have you been planning? Or that, yeah, I would ask how many years because there's more of an elaboration or a story. Or another story is what's one of your favorite weddings you've ever planned? Because we can think of that on the spot immediately. I think that's important because it definitely shows why you do what you do. Or it shows the passion it's coming through. Good. I think and Antonian Bodies was pretty fun and really yeah. interesting and cool. And I think that would probably be it my – right? It was a challenge, but it was awesome. Like, I can't believe we did it. <laughs> Leads to our next point. How many weddings will you be working on throughout the entire process and on the day of at the same well, time? <laughs> okay. So other than that one time, I did two weddings in one day, uh, <laughs> which was super rare. And to be fair, and let me clarify this – they were over different times. So one was in the morning and one was in the afternoon. So I actually, yeah. So the timing was phenomenal. It was the only reason I was able to actually execute two weddings in one day, but I was actually not at two separate events at the same time. I did one event completed. I went to another event and completed. (laughs) So let me just like nine to three and then two to seven. So there was like a teeny overlap, but we had people in place, but the main part was done. It was just like dessert point but it was super strange how that ended like that the second coordinator was able to just to finish it off for sure so um but to no, this is a really great question how many weddings will you be working on throughout the entire process so here's the thing is um as much as it is your special day you are not the only one getting married <laughs> so <laughs> the answer unless you're is having a thirty thousand dollar wedding <laughs> unless you're having a hundred thousand dollar wedding girlfriend yeah, right. part one we will be working on many weddings throughout the entire year however mm-hmm. Your file is important, and depending on what you have hired us for, your file will be kind of kind of become active, I guess, within a certain timeline of your event. Going back to the original conversation of your contract and the expectations of what package you've hired your planner for, they're going to explain to you like we're never we're not going to ignore you if you have questions during the year. 
but we might not actually reach out or connect with you maybe until like eight months out or six months out. Or if you've only done the basic two month package, for example, you might not hear from us, really, really hear from us until like 10, eight to 10 weeks out from your wedding day. So even with COVID, because the rules keep changing because we have to replan and replan, we have been planning it closer to the date to follow the rules because it sucks to replan a wedding multiple times. It has to be done, but that's how we've noticed this year shifting and that's fine. I do think that you and I are very good at telling the client, like your file is important to us. And at the end of the day, they, you, they don't give a shit about the other files that we're doing and that's totally fine. Right. It's like, oh, we have a wedding here and a wedding here. It doesn't matter. They hired us for their special day. So we're going to make sure that we're present in the moment applying their day and not being like, oh, I had a site visit here and I had to go this person and I'm still on the phone with them. Like, no, we're going to book a time to talk about your wedding and figure everything out. And that's yeah, our exactly. way to establish that in the first meeting. So that is exactly. maybe a good question is saying, how will you help me in the planning process when you have other files going on? Yes. Because yes. it's assumed that wedding planners have other files going on. It's very normal. Of course. Right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, um, going back to the original question of how many weddings have you planned? Well, um, only one. <laughs> only one. Only one this year. Yes. Like, right. no. Sorry. Okay. That's a huge red flag. <laughs> the next question actually is a little interesting and I kind of like it, but I also, I struggle with it. Have you planned any other weddings at our site? So meaning, have you ever worked at this venue before? And I find that obviously... I think we have worked. I think we have definitely sold um, couples because we have worked at certain venues before because yeah. they feel confident in our experience at that space, which I totally, yeah. totally get. But there are a yeah. shit ton of spaces out there, so <laughs> and many. we sometimes have not been able to go to. So a better question to ask is: Have you worked with any of my vendors before? Because that mm-hmm. creates a personal connection. Because once you've done a wedding with the vendor. You are friends for life or you absolutely despise them. <laughs> yeah. You, we have worked in the no, trenches. There is no in-between. You love yes. them or you hate them. There, and you have strong opinions on both, right? So, Oh, my gosh. That is so true. Yes, that's so, so true. Accurate. But it's interesting, too, because I think even if you physically have not been able to work at one particular venue, but you're familiar with a lot of the vendors that, have also been part, that are also going to be part of the wedding day, you're like, okay, well, I can also – reach out to my network and be like, Hey guys, you, you from as experience as a photographer, or your experience as a DJ or your experience as a caterer, you know, is there, is there anything I should be like super aware of? It's also part of why we do a site visit. So maybe I haven't physically planned it, but like, let's go check out the space. Let's understand what we're looking at here. So, and that's something that's included in our packages, all of our packages. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if you should necessarily like not hire somebody if they're knocking out everything else out of the park, they just mm-hmm. haven't been to the venue before. It's just a bonus. Yep. That's what we like to call it. It's a bonus feature that they have mm-hmm. planned a wedding at the venue. Mm-hmm. But if they haven't, then make sure a site visit is going to happen and you meet with whoever's the venue coordinator of that day. And you maybe you can ask, what type of questions would you ask the venue coordinator when we book our wedding at our venue? Because those questions are yeah. pretty, pretty standard. Like they're across the board the same. It's usually load in, load out mm-hmm. and the rules. Can we have open mm-hmm. flame? That's really all we need to know. Can we have real candles? That's all Kelly cares about. <laughs> yes. It's like access time. You know, it's standard stuff, but usually it's the candle question, but yeah. Uh, okay, next question. Yeah. Do you do destinations and the answer, or do destination weddings? And the answer is absolutely, but you better be paying for our travel cost. <laughs> like, 
Well, yes, yes. So, okay. So two, so this is a bit of a double, like this is a bit of a double edged question. So do you do destination weddings? Well, what does that mean? Are you coming to us? Are we going to you? Are we going to, are we all collectively going to a whole other place? Mm -hmm. So we've done, we've done both. So we've had our clients working here in Vancouver and we've done a destination wedding somewhere else. So, you know, either in the interior or on the Island, Mm -hmm. we've done those weddings. We've also been the facilitator here in, in Vancouver and our clients it, are from out of town. I call it boots on the ground for you. Boots on the ground. Exactly. Exactly. So we've also done that as well. So I would probably clarify this question a little bit because obviously if you're like, do you do destination wedding? Are we going to Mexico? Then yes, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Do you know what you're doing as a wedding planner? Heck no, but I just want to be on a beach right now. So, <laughs> All right. The next one. What was the most unique wedding you have ever planned? Again, how passionate they are. We already talked about this. How passionate they are, why they love what they do. They're probably going to come up with some really, really funny stories. And it also gives you a bit of an idea of like, oh, wow, no, they've done this for a while. Okay, that's really great. And I think that also speaks to what is the most like fun wedding you've ever planned. Or perhaps if after the consultation goes and we chat about your wedding, you can say, have you ever planned a wedding like mine? Because, uh, for example, Antonia and Bobby, great example. There were two cultures that we needed to bring in. Have you ever mm-hmm. planned a wedding that has two cultures? Absolutely. We can give you how that worked and how we did it. And maybe we tweak it a bit, but it has been done before. Or we get a lot of questions. Have you ever done a tea ceremony? We have. It's very common here, but a lot of people don't know how it works. So mm-hmm. we're pretty yes. comfortable with it. And it's a yep. valid question because it's a super important part of the day, but it's it's a bit of a tedious element to the day. That's all. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's such, such a great question to ask, actually, for sure. Mm-hmm. So next one are, what are some ideas you have for pulling off our vision? And all I have to say is you got to pay for it. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. You're definitely probably not going to get this answer on the first consult. No. Can you pull off our vision? Yes. Well, what are some of your ideas for pulling off our vision? I mean, that's in the proposal. That's kind of what we're going to talk about because in the consult, we're going to understand who you are. We're going to learn what you're looking for and we're going to provide you with the proposal and and say, this is what we're going to do for you. So um, that's already going to be, <laughs> it feels, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. So I'm reading that article's description and I'm going to read it because it kind of makes more sense when they break it down. It's okay if they don't cover every detail of what you want. You'll work together later on hashing out the specifics. Yes. But if all their ideas are way off, like if you say you've always imagined a rustic wedding under the stars and they only suggest ballroom venues, then that's a red flag. So yes, that makes sense to me. If you should be able to hear the planner mm-hmm. listening to what you want for your wedding day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so maybe mm-hmm. that's an internal question. Are they listening to me? <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. I would. Re- yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think I would re- re- reword that question because once it's explained, I can understand why that would be. That is a concern because mm-hmm. we actually we actually talk about this. Um, in the episode of how to fire your wedding vendor and and like one of the reasons why you should do that is if you feel you're not being you're not being heard you're not being listened to your concerns are not being met and yes I mean I think I think the best way is just to consider this when you're talking to your planner I wouldn't ask mm -hmm. them I would just maybe keep that in the back of their mind Are, are they listening to me are they providing suggestions that make sense to my wedding day or maybe that's the only types of weddings they do. Some of the planners in the city really have a niche market and they only, yeah. only do specific weddings. 
Although I think I, I almost want to put the onus a little bit on the couple that is looking as well, because if you are doing your due diligence and you are looking at a variety of wedding planners, for example, and assuming you are still in the planning, like you're still in the deciding stage of your planner, you haven't booked them yet. You're going to probably, you're going to maybe find out a little bit, like look through their social media, look through their Instagram, through their Facebook, mm-hmm. through their website, look what sort of photos that they do. You know, I, I think it's up to you also to kind of look through the the images that they are showing because that is they're showing their work they're showing what they do um not to say that they are not flexible in any way but i think you also have to kind of like look around and be like well they do everything in a ballroom i don't like that there's ways as long as you're being listened to you know what i mean let's uh let's move on uh (laughs) let's keep on going okay number 19 what's your secret for staying calm under pressure and how do you deal with day of disasters and this is kind of a good question (laughs) it's a weird one but it's true oh my gosh every time i see this i always think of like I know oh, I always think of like interviews where they're just like and what do you do when you're when you're stressed out I'm like well I just walk around with a big smile on my face <laughs> sure. well here's the thing remember our friend Alex IDJ he has a word for planners sometimes uh he <laughs> he calls them liabilities because Ooh. their stress is making everybody uncomfortable and even more That's stressful and true. that is something to note immediately and I think Kelly and I naturally tell them this in the consultation because we say it's we want you to have fun right that's that is part of our branding is we say you better like us because we're with you more than your family (laughs) okay it's so true it's so true yeah I don't know I mean we okay okay, so what's your secret for staying calm under pressure honestly every event that I do I'm always a little bit nervous in the morning and for me that just reminds me that I still care about what I do because if you're not nervous, if you're not a little bit like, oh shit, like anything could happen, because anything could happen, um, then you're just cocky. You're not confident in your skills. You're just cocky. And I think I think it's okay to be, you know, um, aware of the things that are going on and always kind of have that in the back of your brain. But it's also about what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, we are sales focused. We are very, very image <laughs> conscious people. We are very just like we are always presenting the best side of ourselves on the day because you guys are stressed out. Exactly. But I think, it, but I think at the end of the day, like on the day of you, we are trying to suck all of the stress away from the bride and the groom and everybody else. We are there to help support you and provide whatever we can to make sure that you guys are enjoying your day. With our experience, staying calm under pressure is not necessarily, I mean, let's just, I think it's inherent. Well, we do. We say uh, we do say this in our pitch is that we will never, ever be the vendors that are yelling at other vendors or yelling at your family members because that's just not who we are. And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what is happening. If someone's running late, if there's an issue going on, we're going to present professional and calm because there's mm-hmm. no point of us looking like a chicken with its head cut off because it doesn't yes. help anybody. Right? Exactly. Things For happen sure. at weddings. That's why we're there to help facilitate that. How we handle that, we're going to get it done how we're not sure until it happens, but we will never be rude. So that is a question that you could ask is, would you ever be yelling or rude to our vendors? Because that is, that is a thing. There is no such thing as a smooth event. Weather is a big thing on the West coast. (laughs) We're like the California of Canada here. It's really, really sunny most of the time. However, we live in a rainforest and it could Mm -hmm. rain at any time of the year. doesn't matter if it's winter, spring, summer, or fall. That's always a concern. So for us, we're planning, you know, if we're planning an outside wedding, be like, okay, guys, well, here's the thing. It's the summer. Chances of rain are less. However, we could have rain. So when we're planning your ceremony, we're going to be looking at options for rain. Always something. Or that's the beauty of two of us. We always have two because 
someone is leading and someone's taking care of it. The second one is there to either support the lead or to deal with situations like that, right? Exactly. Uh, Kelly and I split it up usually via duties. So usually if it's like a decor thing, Kelly's there. <laughs> I mean, I can do it. You know. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how we handle it. Or um, mm-hmm. maybe like a stronger personality, I'll go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Trina's definitely the bad guy when it comes to the two of us. She's yeah. a bad cop and I'm always a good cop. <laughs> okay, we're almost oh done. My gosh. So okay. Number 20. Do you have any references? Hang in there, folks. Yes. <laughs> number 20. Do you have any references, testimonials from both professional and recent couples? Well, yeah, it's on our website. I think you should be able to find anything on the website. Uh, yes. But in addition, I- a great way to also see if they are a reputable vendor is if you look at their Instagram and see if the photos are are their wedding Mm. and usually the tags are appropriate and if you look in the comments the photographer that took the photo has liked it or has put their content in the comment being like love this photo that's a great because photographers don't give they don't have to give us a portfolios we didn't pay for it right but the fact that we have multiple portfolios of multiple weddings we've done showcases that we have pretty good relationships that's a pretty big indicator for sure here's the thing though is that i do think it's actually a good question to to have do you have references it's hard to get testimonials from couples because sometimes people are private and they don't necessarily want to share um but definitely look for reviews because if the couples love what they saw then check out like google reviews is such an important thing we use that all the time and you know some of our couples are, are really candid about uh about how helpful that we were to them so and when you are looking at your other um other vendors so you're maybe your photographer your dj the caterer anything like that you know, and you're in the deciding process of your planner as well. Um, say like, Hey, have you guys ever worked with so-and-so before the references feels a little outdated? I think it's about looking at how, um, how recent their social media is, how mm-hmm. active they are on social media and, um, and other projects that they're working on as well. I think it's important mm-hmm. to kind of check out too. So, or figure out how you came to the choice of selecting your wedding planner to even start the conversation nine mm-hmm. times out of 10 somebody was referred to us by someone they know then they looked at our website and thought I really like their website Mm -hmm. okay you've gone through a few steps already to see why so maybe the reference is ask that person why they chose you okay number 21 super actually very common question although Uh, I'll let you say although I have to say it's it's out of order so the question is how, it is out of order. Right? Yes. Like, I would want to know this beforehand. How do payments work? A percentage of our budget? Is it a flat fee? And will there be additional expenses on top of your base fee? So travel, parking, food, etc. Now, I would not want to wait until, like, I, I'd want to know that right off the hop. Like, this is a very, very important mm-hmm. question to ask because you want to know, like, okay, so so do I, uh, how, how, do you, how do I pay you? In what capacity mm-hmm. am I paying you? Is it e-transfer? Is it a credit card? Is it a check? Is it cash? No, sometimes people do that. Um, we will accept yeah. that. Um, <laughs> and we have um, in a coffee <laughs> shop. It was really weird. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, but I think it's a very, very important question to understand. Because again, going back to the very, very first question as, uh, you know, are you, can you work within my budget? And is money. How, how can we pay you? If you are working on a fixed income and they're like, okay, well, we need 50% to book. And then the remaining balance isn't due until maybe say seven business days from your event. That's how we work. Um, but you know what? Life happens and maybe you can't give us the lump sum in one go. And maybe you're like, Hey, can I give you a, like, can I just give you a chunk every month until our wedding? Mm-hmm. Of course, we're not going to mm-hmm. say no to money. Hello. So yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going to work with you on that. 
Um, and again, managing your expectation. Is it a flat fee or is it a percentage of the budget? Well, it depends on like for us, we work based on packages. So we have three packages. You choose one of them. That's what it's a, it's a flat fee. It's not based on hours. It's not based like, it's not like an hourly rate in any way. That's how we do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's how most people, yeah. most wedding planners do it. Some people are mm-hmm. different pedals and they do things differently because they just want to be difficult. And we like the money up front. So on the day of the event, we're not bugging you for yes. money for money or after the event, we like it all done because that's the last thing you need to stress about is payment. Exactly. And we make it pretty apparent in the beginning that there are no surprise fees. The next question, will there be additional expenses on top of your base fee? So, so again, when you're booking us right at the get-go and we're looking at a destination wedding, then yes. And we are going to a destination, then yes, you can account. Travel is going to be included. That'll be additional. Mm-hmm. Parking, that's the cost of doing business, guys. Sorry. Um, we're not, yes. you know what I mean? You can ask the venue. You can be real nice and say, hey, do you validate parking? They say, no. Okay, well, we asked. <laughs> right. So we're going to do our best, right? So, and then same with, same with food as well. So in our contract, we are, yeah. we are fed on the day. Um, we ask, yeah. we request two meals. We don't ask for a seat anywhere. Um, some people mm-hmm. actually request a physical seat. The reason why we are not too picky about that is because we're usually ripping around during dinner. So we don't really necessarily need to be seated somewhere. We just need a spot to sit. We could be in the kitchen. We could be at a back table somewhere. You don't have to worry about incorporating us, you know, at an actual guest table because it also, mm-hmm. it costs decor wise, right? So, And also we don't request a Say you're having a full service five course plated dinner. We don't need that. If you want to pay for it, oh, we're not going to oh, say no. We'll we love food. We'll it. eat it. <laughs> yes. However, totally. if you're looking at cost, okay, it's about 150 person ahead, right? Okay, that's a lot for a vendor. And if you want to offer it, great. But usually venues have an alternative option. We actually do, you know, a plated chicken combo start so you can have and we'll just have it ready for you. And that's okay. usually like a $60 head or something. Right. And that's fine. It, that's how we work as long as you feed us and what capacity we're not sure. But yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's, that should be expected from all of your vendors that are going to be working throughout the day. Our last point, and it's just kind of a standard one, is do you carry personal liability and professional indemnity? Indemnity? Insurance. Indemnity. So basically, are you insured? Now, I feel the newer planners do not have this in place. More seasoned planners will have this in place because it is a cost of business. Mm-hmm. It is important to ask if it's important to you or if the venue requires it. Sometimes the venue says you have to have proof of insurance for the planner to work here. Yeah. And that's pretty much just the cost of business. Yes. Really. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, that's yeah, exactly the way it is. And obviously like any insurance, it's to protect, it's to protect you. So it's okay. It's a, it's a, this is a really good question to be asking people because depending on your venue as well, insurance for the, for your vendor we're going to be one of many people that are probably going to have insurance. Your photographer is probably going to have it as well. Your DJ will have it as well. Basically anybody that's going to be in the venue too. In addition to event insurance, because you as the couple also need to be taken care of as well. So, and I think a lot of people do not do event insurance because they don't think they need it. And sometimes they really, really, really do. (laughs) Really, really, really do. Really yeah. For sure. Well, that was super fun. I thought we'd rip it apart a bit more, but I think we did pretty. I mean, we've only been talking for, oh yeah, no, we've been talking for a fair bit. So, I mean, 22 questions yes. to ask your wedding planner. I mean, I think these are all, these are, some of these I think are very 
valid questions. I think they're important. Some of them I think are kind of beating a dead horse a little bit. And some of it's a lot overlapping. As you can mm-hmm. see, we kind of compared it to how we work. And I hope it also gives you a bit of a better idea of, of how we run our business and, and why we love what we do and, and the experience that we have with it. But I think these are all really, these are good questions, I think, to be asking. I would probably not ask them all in one go. <laughs> couple questions right off yes. the hop. Are you available even? Because there's no point in having a meeting with them if they're not even available. Mm-hmm. Maybe getting some, maybe if they have a brochure or getting a little bit of information about what they offer, if they don't have a lot of information on their website is another thing to ask just to get an email to you before you actually begin the consultation process. Because like we said at the very beginning, we want to make sure we're all on the same page here. So you don't want to be talking with somebody who's like in exponentially out of your price point. Well, we will do this again for sure because I think it gives an insight on who we are as planners as well. I will keep my eye out for more articles that have suggestions that we might or might not agree with. That's cool. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening and take care. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.